When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Mr. Jorge Garcia. Hi. I, I mean, listen, you're coming off the mass singer. You deserve that introduction, Jorge. Thank you. Thank you. So it's the next morning. Have you taken it all in? You know, did you go out to just celebrate the experience? Are you upset about the early elimination. How are you doing today? I feel great. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what I did on the show. Um, it was really kind of fun see, finding out which of my friends watched the show as my phone started blowing up. And one, just the people who, who saw the reveal themselves and couldn't believe it, but also the people who started getting texts uh, from their friends who know their friends with me and being like, did you know, did he tell you? And some of them got spoiled uh, a little ahead of time uh, as different time zones were kind of watching the show. Um, obviously it, it was just a, such a fun thing to do. It would have been great uh, to, to have gone one more round, but um, that's the way it, it came apart. And I think uh, I did all right. I, I think so too. As your phone was blowing up, did you hear from anyone to your point that like, we might know like any of your famous friends say, oh my God, I can't believe it's you. Uh, I was, no, it was just basically my, the, my friend, my unfamous friends, I guess. <laughs> they count too, right? So going into the show, I mean, why did you decide to do the show? Is it true? Like you were just a fan favorite and loved this show for all these wonderful seasons. I did. I, I, I was a fan of the show. Um, I came on a little later in the run, uh, season two or three, I think. Uh, maybe it was just season two. And then uh, I went back to watch season one uh, just to kind of like see them all. And um, yeah, I've always liked the show. I didn't know exactly how they recruited people for the show, but I just kind of reached out to my people being like, listen, just putting it out there. Uh, if they ever reach out, if you know, or if you want to tell them that if they're interested, I'd be interested and then time passed a bit. And then all of a sudden um, it, you know, the call came in and I was like pretty excited and then said yes. And then immediately got nervous and scared being like, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. 
as a fan of the show, watching the show, like how good were you, you know, the weeks, you know, we had like Candy Burris, Tori Spelling, we've had everyone, Adrian Bayon, like, are you good at like, as a, as a watcher before being part of the show, were you good at guessing? No, I was a terrible guesser. Um, uh, usually I would kind of let them make their guesses and I do the multiple choice and be like, okay, maybe that one's the one. But yeah, I could, I wasn't good at guessing anybody. You kind of, I could kind of get, you know, some just, I go, that's probably an athlete, but you know, I don't really know athletes that well to know who it would be. There's a few that, you know, I thought this could be them, but I, I've never, I never called anyone, never got it. Same here. Like you hear someone's name and you're like, oh my God, of course that's Candy Burris. Now it all makes sense, but never on my own would I be able to guess any of these. Yeah. Things. And I love it when, like, like how my reveal where none of the guesses are right. That's always, that's always the best where it's like everyone throws out an idea and it's someone completely different. That That's always you know, the most fun for me to watch. I mean, like you have been revealed. Do you think Jenny McCarthy is still convinced that you're Zach Brown from the Zach Brown band? <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. The things that um, the things there's there's so much that's thrown at them in the clue packages to to as to what is the thing that you latch on to, you know, and, and, and that can be in that. And then they find you, you got to be careful about finding the one clue that makes you think of someone and then using the other clues to convince yourself that you're right, because that can lead you heavy down a certain path. Um, if you don't pick the right one, like, like when, when she saw the fiddle player in it, it was such an inside clue. I mean, it, when, when I was doing my interviews where they were coming up with stuff to put in, uh, my clue package, I talked about how, like, this is the reason I, I credit two movies as to why I wanted to become an actor, Raise the Lost Ark and Filler on the Roof. And I even played Tivia when I was in high school. And, but no one knows that. It's like, that's not common knowledge for like people who've, you know, read stuff about me or, or look stuff up. So uh, I just thought I was like, you know, spending so much time on the fiddle when over here is a lottery ticket with the number 15 on it, which is the most on the nose clue, uh, you know, that that, that could have... Uh, you know, it's that that would have been the giveaway. What was it about Raiders of Lost Ark and or Fiddler that kind of spoke to you and wanted you to become an actor? Kind of. I, I mean, it's hard to know exactly what specifically it was uh, of those movies. They just made an impression on me for sure. The, uh, uh, I mean, as a kid, adventure and that kind of stuff is always great. And then also the grossness at the end when the faces melt had its appeal as well and uh and filler i don't know i just kind of like I, I used to sing if i were a rich man as a kid just like around the house or when company would come over and stuff just because it was just uh you know that was just that was the kid i was i guess have you ever met harrison ford once briefly yeah actually the first time i went to upfronts at the beginning when loss was about to start and um and jj was talking to him and uh and i i kind of went went over to say hi to jj to be like hey i really had to say hi to you because 
I wanted to meet Harrison Ford is let me introduce you. And he was like really nice and just kind of got, you know, have had that moment. Are you the type that gets starstruck? You know, I mean, you've been in the business for a while and you're around all these people. Yeah, still totally for sure. Um, and it's this, it's also great, but there's this great joy when they know who you are is always this extra little thing. Where it's like, wow, it's, it's like, uh, it's so weird that you, you wanted to come over and say hi to me when, you know, your seal or, you know, those things like that. There's a moment, there's a great moment. Uh, one of my favorites was uh, I was doing this charity event um, and I, it was like this carnival and, you know, different celebs would like run different uh, carnival games and things like that for it. And at one point I kind of look across this little part of the field and I see Henry Winkler and we catch eyes and he goes, and he starts walking over towards me and it's like, holy crap, the Fonz is, is coming over to say hi to me. Cause he knows where I am. That, that, that's, uh, that, that's still, you know, one of those, you know, moments that kind of, you know, I remember. And then does someone like that start quoting and like getting deep into lost and telling you things? I mean, you've done so much else, of course, <laughs> but you know, have you ever been just shocked? Like, wow, this person knows the strangest little details about this TV show. Well, uh, kind of through some lost connections, I did meet Bobby Monahan and uh, he's, he's, he's really big into lost and, you know, we've become friends. But it's kind of great that, you know, the lost fandom in him still doesn't wash away. So then every now and then, you know, we can do a deep dive. I'm happy to do a deep dive when someone's like really into it. Uh, and, and just kind of like, because when we were doing it, uh, back when we were shooting Lost, I would listen to the podcasts that were about Lost and kind of like get, get ideas and kind of like listen to be like, oh, they're talking about this. They want to know what this is all about and just kind of like and that would kind of like you know get my kind of like sensors and 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 just kind of be like oh so what is that about and they made me kind of start kind of talking about things and like and i'll i'll be sitting around when we're all sitting around and the actors are waiting as they set up the next scene i'd be like so this is what they're talking about right now or so some people think that we're all clones and just kind of like different things like that and just kind of like i kind of liked being in a way a liaison between the cast and what the fans were saying. I love that. Well, you know, and that's another thing. And you look at these clues, like the podcast threw a lot of people off. I mean, everyone thought you were Dak Shepard on The Mass Singer because of the podcast. It was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because the, the podcast I do with my friend Ralph, um, you know, who I met because he actually did a Lost podcast, actually. Um you know, it just kind of like flies on the radar. We're just kind of, uh, you know, just, just this is some stuff we like to talk about and just kind of decided to record it and put it out there and see if anyone's interested. Why did you choose the Cyclops as your representation? Well, they presented the Cyclops to me and I, I love monsters. I love that it was a monster and it had one eye and it just kind of reminded me of the legacy of these furry one-eyed monsters that have been on the show in the past that I was like, oh, I think I want to be part of that group. And, uh, you know, those are big shoes to fill, but I was like kind of 
excited to get to do it. How was it being part of Team Bad? Were you happy you were on Team Bad? Yeah, like uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's fun. There's there's um there's always an appeal to playing a villain, uh, especially you know you know when, when when there's a really good villain that has like charm and stuff. That's always an appealing kind of role. So sure, why not? Now, I, I know you said that the costume and it was like the soul patch was what you were looking out of. I mean, we've, we're in the seventh season. We've heard so many things, but here you are. Is it really that? What is it like in this costume? Is it really hard to see? Is it really as hot as everyone says it is? It, it, well, I, it, this costume was particularly heavy. Um, like there was a lot of downward pressure. You can kind of feel it just kind of like when you put it on, there's a lot on my shoulders and then the head on top of that. And there's a lot to kind of think about being like, oh, I got to like do a lot to kind of get a good breath in so I can like sing a phrase and, and doing all that while everything going on. Uh, in a way there was, it was kind of good that I could only kind of see through this little hole there. Cause all I had to do is I had to see the floor and figure out walk as far as where I knew I hit my mark or not. And in same way as like when I was being taken to the stage I was like, you need to walk basically six feet in front of me and I'm just going to follow your shoes wherever your shoes go. And uh, that, I mean, that was, that was an interesting, all interesting challenge. There's, there's just this kind of like sense of almost like you're singing with a safe on your head. Um, but, you know, it's kind of thing, but sometimes you could also, in a sense, lose yourself in the solitude of it and try and close your eyes to just kind of, you know, deliver parts of a song as well. How nerve wracking is that though? Like you said, like you get the gig, here you are. And then like, you know, you actually wait, people are watching a lot of people and you have to sing on national live TV. Yeah. Well, there, yeah, it definitely was like uh, realizing as it got closer that there's a lot more stuff to think about than just singing a song. Um, I definitely have a lot more respect for, you know, future you know contestants on the show especially ones that have the bigger the bulkier costumes were you you said you heard from all your friends were people shocked that you know hugo reyes from lost can sing i know you've sang with weezer in the past but i mean you sang well uh i think the people who know me know i, I can deliver a song all right um it, it was more just the surprise that I was able to want to keep it a secret uh, and, you know, shooting it that, like knowing that, you know, people who are, you know, I interact with on a regular basis, realizing that I, I was able to even like, kind of like keep a secret as to when I was off and shooting it. And then, you know, versus when I was home and stuff um, that, that was really what the big surprises were. And now it's interesting because now that I've been revealed uh, other friends who don't watch the show are hearing about it because people are texting them, asking them if they knew or how they just saw me. And when they go back and watch the clips, they're like super confident that they would have guessed me. But some of my closest friends were the ones that watched it, who've actually, I've actually sung with, who actually know what my singing voice sounds like and, and, and knows basically all about my life. And they couldn't guess it watching the show. 
Interesting. Yeah, it's so easy. Like afterwards, I'm like, okay, I watched every episode of Lost. There's a lottery ticket. There's a comic book. Obviously, this is Jorge Garcia. <laughs> so obvious. Yeah. In re- yeah. Were there any Hawaii Five O clues in there? Well, there was the Honu, the uh, like a uh, sea turtle. Hawaiian sea turtle was in there, and uh, that's right. Yeah. Now, listen, it's we're in our seventh season. We've heard so many of the great American songbook classics sung on this show. But in preparing for this sit down, I, you know, you and I are around the same age. So I have to say, Flashdance, what a feeling. 1983, a classic by Irene Cara. How do you choose this brilliant song to sing? I don't remember why it popped in my head when it did. Uh, if, if if it just popped up in my shuffling or 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 it just just kind of came out of nowhere but when it popped in my head so everyone has i feel just a back catalog of ideas of like if i do karaoke this might be a fun one to do that might be a fun one to do and and there's just something about i just kind of like the idea of someone like me with my voice singing a song about dancing for your life that I just love. And I, and I love the song. I love like, there's something about the song. I also love in a sense, because it gives it, it the way it, 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 it celebrates that feeling of when you get to do something creative and artistic that you love to do as your career and how, just how great of an achievement that is and how how lucky to get to do that it is and how that itself deserves to be celebrated. And that's kind of the feeling I get when I listen to that song. So I just thought it'd be kind of a fun one to do. And they made a really great production out of it. Uh, it definitely was like, I, I feel the choreography team was one of their favorites to kind of like, you know, to, to build around just because you know I think it's a song that most dancers you know probably has the special spot for them as well so you know the, the, that was really cool I'll admit it as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate I'm really not great at it I'm always on the go I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry this was a real problem until I discovered 310 nutrition I love 310 nutrition's water hydrators you just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better they also have refreshing lemonade mixes my personal favorite they're all in one shakes I love their caramel sundae their vanilla cake the shamrock cream I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger they're low in fat and low carb which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. 
You guys know that I love doing this podcast five days a week with all these great guests, but sorry, it hasn't been great for my waistline. I've tried so many diets, and honestly, let me just be real, I've been effing miserable. Counting calories and logging food every single day, it's too much for me. I rebel, and I go off every diet really quickly. Until I found Reset. Listen, Reset is the first digital weight loss program that doesn't require daily restriction. Now, you're not even going to believe what I'm going to tell you. It requires two strict reset days a week. Two. The other five, you can do whatever you want. You have freedom to eat without rules or restrictions. Give me a break. You guys can do anything for two days a week. Reset has a 30-second quiz that will estimate how much weight you can lose in their 12-week program. Go to reset.com slash velvet, take the quiz, and start losing weight for good. Really, two days a week, and that's it. That's reset.com slash velvet. I need to tell you guys about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it super easy and affordable to frame your favorite things from art prints and posters to travel photos sitting on your phone. Mother's Day is right around the corner and listen, Mother's Day is not just for moms. It's for moms and grandmas, sisters, for all the women in your life. Now listen, don't tell my family, but they're getting gifts from FrameBridge. That's it. It's so easy. So this is what I did. I took pictures of me and all the women in my life, in my family, and I went to FrameBridge.com and I uploaded the photo that I wanted to use. I previewed my item online in the dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. So you literally like take your photo and then you see it in the different frames. Get started today. Frame your photos and send someone the perfect gift. Go to FrameBridge.com and use promo code VELVET to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com promo code velvet. Framebridge.com promo code velvet. You guys know that staying youthful is very important to me. And that's why NAD plus supplementation is an important part of my health routine. Basis by Elysium Health is the most trusted source of NAD supplementation. Their product basis is clinically proven to increase levels of NAD by 40%. As I age, which I'm not happy about, this is so important to me. Did you know that NAD is found in every single cell of your body and it's responsible for creating energy and regulating hundreds of cell functions, but the body doesn't have an endless supply and the levels decline as you age. Now that I take basis, I have to tell you guys, I've experienced less fatigue and more satisfying workouts. I mean, it doesn't hurt that, you know, Elysium Health has dozens of the world's best scientists working with them and eight are Nobel Prize winners. And here's a special offer for my listeners. Go to trybasis.com slash velvet and enter code velvet at checkout to save 10% off basis prepaid plans as well as other Elysium Health supplements. You guys know I take my skincare very seriously, and that's why I use L'Occitane. Listen, I love their Overnight Reset Face Serum and their Overnight Reset Eye Serum. It's exactly how it sounds. Listen, I go to bed, I wake up, and the face serum reduces fine lines. It leaves my skin radiant, makes it look like I had a good night's sleep even when I haven't. The Overnight Reset Eye Serum, it actually depuffs the dark circles under my eyes, reduces the dark circles and fine lines. Now, I also got to tell you about the Shia Butter Hand Cream. Oh my God, it melts into my skin and leaves my hands and skin 
skin so velvety soft. This is my go-to brand for skincare, L'Occitane. Don't take my word for it. I'm inviting you to explore all the self-care goodness L'Occitane has to offer. Choose one or more of their products, review it for me, and let me know which are your faves. Honestly, slip into my DMs. Go to L'Occitane.com. That's L-O-C-C-I-T-A-N-E. L'Occitane.com. This episode is sponsored by Skillshare. Skillshare is the world's largest online community for creativity. Members around the world turn to Skillshare for discovering inspiration, learning new skills, and putting their talents to work in ways that they care about. When I first turned to Skillshare, I wanted to take a class on entrepreneurship. But man, I got lost in the rabbit hole of Skillshare in a really good way. They have so many classes to choose from, and it's such a nurturing, fostering community of creativity. The best class that I just took was Productivity for Creatives. There are freaking not enough hours in the day, and I am always trying to find better ways to be creative. I didn't think it was possible, but this class really helped me. And they cover so many categories, illustration, graphic design, photography, lifestyle, productivity, my personal favorite, marketing, music, entrepreneurship. Need I go on? Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash velvet and get a one month free trial. That's one month free at Skillshare.com slash velvet. Did you see the movie Flashdance back in the day in the theater? I saw it when it was on cable. It, it it was it was I mean it was rated R and it, and I wasn't uh, I I wasn't allowed to go to rated R movies um, but um, you know later on cable I was able to kind of like sneak it. <laughs> it's a classic. Yeah. Does it ever get old? I, mean, I listen to the soundtrack a lot. Like the soundtrack was in my life way longer before the movie even was. It's a great soundtrack. Irene Cara, best of even. I have, it's all good. Yeah. Listen, there's Isn't nothing wrong. That, that window of Irene Cara movie song, same thing, fame. Fame is another one of those things that like as an actor coming in being like, it's kind of this thing you think about that kind of gets you pumped up about, you know, an audition or something. It's just Or just, just kind of like to, to keep plugging through the hustle of trying to be an actor. It's kind of like they have that like Rocky feel, like they start on one. Totally does, right? Totally does. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's another one I was do a lot of a lot of the 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 Rockies, uh, I, I the Rocky Four soundtrack has a lot of like Burning Heart and uh, yeah. Listen, it's all about the '80s music. Yeah, you know, I there's it's amazing how many songs I'd suggest. I'd be like, oh, that's from a movie too, isn't it? Like so many songs that I was like throwing out there as ideas was going, we're like, oh, I feel like all my songs are from movies. We gotta, we gotta pick and choose and do, cause I, I, I could have done a whole 80s movie set basically. Like my, when um, there was a, when, when, when we were like picking songs for the duel, we had to have a song ready for the duel. And I was like, power of love. Really? You were gonna do the power of love? That's what I wanted. I love it. I love it. That would have been good. Does it ever get old for you? You know, like Ken John stands up and he's like, oh my God, dude, I'm such a huge Lost fan. Like, does it ever get old? Just like the power that that show has. And did you know, you know, I know you got cast from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, did you know, you know, I know we say like, when you see the clues, it's obvious it was you, you know, could you tell this could be the one that's like lightning in a bottle and going to be my breakout role? lost 
Uh, no idea. We 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 knew that first summer when we're shooting episodes and we haven't aired yet, we knew we were doing something different. Like we had like an episode that was half in Korean with subtitles. And we're like, they're not doing this on TV right now. We know what we're doing is different than what people are seeing on TV. Uh, and it was just like, maybe they like it. And, and then we, we started kind of great out of the box, like in our first, our first season, we're like, oh, that was pretty good. That first open was pretty good. And I, I kind of went into the work the next day being like, um, hope you guys like being in Hawaii because we might be here for a little bit. And then uh, the season two premiere, because everyone who had seen it, then the word of mouth, and then we came out on DVD right before premiering. And then the season two premiere, I think might've been like our peak. And it was like, oh, that was great. We, we got our hooks in them for sure. Was that when it was, or was it like, when did you realize like, wait, like life is gonna change forever? Uh, it's interesting. There, there is a lot of great things about the experience of doing Lost. One thing was doing it in Hawaii away from everything. It kind of is this, this project where you just kind of convince yourself, ah, this is just like this thing that me and my friends do uh, in the woods. And, uh, and it wasn't until you suddenly would go back to the mainland, like that first Golden Globes that I got to go to. And then you kind of like realize you know, the crowds and the excitement that people have when you just show up. And I was like, oh, this, this, this show is making an impression on people. Do you have like a high, just like from all the memories, like, is there one thing that stands out of working with this cast or just the whole experience? It's fun. Like when, when I, when I, when I feel kind of, the best way to reminisce about the time on Lost is watching the blooper reels because they're the closest to who we really were, you know, the kind of people that you hung out with and we're sitting there. So, uh, you know, it's like, like if I catch an episode or someone's watching an episode and I kind of see that it's on or something and I kind of watch that a little bit, but, it, but that's, that's one thing. It's like, Oh yeah, that, that's more like a thing I did then. But when you watch the blooper reels, it's like, that's who we were in a way. And just kind of that always kind of brings me back to a time and place more than anything. Was there anything of like Hugo's or like that you, you storyline you loved or a time where you're like, this is jumping the shark. I don't know if it was possible for Lost to jump the shark. Uh, well, I mean, I really loved the episode, Dave. Uh, it was just, just a great, the, the story was great, you know, Got to have like, you know, a, 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 a movie kiss on a cliff, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was, it was, it was, that was a really kind of great experience. And it definitely was like this thing where you kind of realize that the ideas I had of the kind of jobs I'd get before loss happened was just kind of like, you know, might be, you know, a wacky neighbor here and there, things like that. And that loss kind of let me kind of like, do so much and, and 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 go through such an arc and stuff was just uh you know it's something like kind of like being like these these opportunities don't show up uh that often 
Right. And I think like to your point, like there was like a whole episode or the majority was in Korean. Like, I think, you know, there's so much talk today about like diversity, inclusion, and just all sorts of things. Like I think Lost was ahead of its time in that sense. Yeah. Lost was really the, the, one of the best things about when they were casting Lost, one is it was late in the, the pilot season and there was a lot of, they had a great attitude about um, gathering an ensemble and worrying about roles kind of later. Like there was, they had certain roles written, certain certain scenes that people could audition with. But then once they found an actor they liked, they'd be like, okay, so who's this person in the show? Cause like when I, when I read for Lost, I was reading uh, sides that were written for Sawyer. And uh, you know, so it wasn't until I tested that they actually had written a few Hurley scenes for me. So it was kind of like that. And I think when, when they were just kind of building an ensemble, there's no one has to fit into any <clears throat> token group of a pre-written thing. Uh, kind of just made everyone really well-formed, I feel, and, and, and three-dimensional. That's unbelievable. You like could have been our Sawyer. <laughs> I knew I wasn't up for the part of Sawyer. I just, they just like, these, these, they, they, they had like Boone sides and Sawyer sides, I think. And then like, we think you should read this sides. And then I kind of just read it. And then I chatted with them for a little bit. And then, yeah. And then suddenly like, hey, they want you to come back and test and they're going to have new scenes for you. And now coming out, you're in the new Monsters. What was that like? And do you have any scenes with Cassandra Peterson, Elvira? Uh, the, the Monsters was a dream come true. It was... I I got a text from Daniel Roebuck, a friend of mine, and he was like, hey, is it okay if I pass your information to Rob Zombie? Because um, he wants to talk about it, something, a project. And I was like, sure. And then uh, we chatted and basically he says like, so I'm, I'm making the monsters for Universal and it didn't matter anything else he was going to say after that because I was on board the moment he said monsters. Uh, I did not. And I, that's one of the things that bones me out the most that as far as the production schedule, we passed each other uh, as far as uh, Cassandra Peterson or Cassandra. That um, just... uh, yeah. I was like, ah, oh. cause yeah, I, um, I've, you know, I was, I've been a big Elvira fan for a long time and uh i would have been i would have loved to met her and it's like i don't know maybe at the premiere i was just gonna say maybe at the premiere before we wrap up did you learn anything about yourself like from this whole mass singer experience of being the cyclops really it's the kind of learning that i could do it uh and uh just doing it finding out what the challenges were doing it and still pulling it off it, it was hard for me to gauge how I did in the moment, but then now watching it back and I was like, all right, that was all right. It, like, like the, 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 that's not all right. That wasn't bad uh, that, uh, that I could do it. Cause there's, there, there's an element of, there's an appeal for me that when I hear about a, a, a project idea, even ones that I knew I wanted to do from the beginning that scare me, and the ones that scare you, you feel you should do more than anything because they scare you. Yeah. And so in a sense, it's kind of like 
seeing it and realizing how the challenges that it's going to be and then having done it and kind of look back and be like that, that I achieved that. And just, you know, just getting to wear that Cyclops costume as hard as it was, was just still one of the greatest things. Are you going to be watching the rest of the season along with the rest of us trying to guess who everyone is now? Yeah, of course. You know, I got to keep supporting my team. And uh, yeah, I, I, I love the show. I, of course, I'm going to keep watching it. And finally, what advice would you give, you know, any of your celebrity friends who might call you and say, hey, I'm considering this. Should I reach out to them? What advice would you give them in becoming part of the Mass Singer? Uh, I, would, I would basically, if, if they, well, if they want, yeah, I would definitely recommend men them do it and if they uh if they do get on it i basically tell them to uh work on your cardio and like like farmers carries like like kind of get used to walking around like like put like get a backpack and fill it with sand and just kind of walk around with it while you rehearse your songs just to start getting used to what it's going to entail that's that's good advice. Well, listen, I've loved watching you on The Mass Singer, Lost, Hawaii Five O, everything you've done. I can't wait for the monsters. I really appreciate you taking your time to chat with me and have a great day. Right on. Thank you. Take care, Ori. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.